this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Merry, Merry Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I wish I could sing a song right now, but that wouldn't be fun for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love Christmas Eve. Do you love Christmas Eve? I do. You know, I was thinking about Christmas Eve's past and mm-hmm. I have this really great memory. I think so much of Christmas as an adult is being nostalgic about Christmas as a kid. 1000 And also like reliving it with your children. And then I was thinking about how we used to go to midnight mass. You know, we'd mm-hmm. go to mass either on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, or we would do midnight mass. And so as we got older, we we're like, let's do midnight mass because we thought that was really cool that we got to stay up so late and then totally. we're like at church at midnight. So I just have memories of coming home and we're all so tired and like passing out and then waking up in the morning and opening presents. But it's just like that feeling of going, it's like what Casper would say about rituals is like that has is such a fond memory. Yeah, in my brain. that's a lot. Would Santa still come after you got home so late? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for him. My, my yes, good for him. Warning alert. Just I'm going to say something in case there's some kids around. <laughs> Fair warning. Three two, one. My mom would put the presents out, whatever, and then she would bite into the cookie. So when we went out, we're like, like, oh my gosh. But at like in the morning, she would do that. Yeah, right. Totally. Bless your mom. And she, I know my mom's the best. And, she, and we'd be like, oh my gosh, she bit into the, you know, whatever that we made, cookies yeah. or treats or whatever we made. But it was just so cute. And she's so cute. Warning over. So Miles is like, you know, he just turned five. He is in like prime Santa age. Oh, it's and it's so fun. He's so excited for Santa to come. We're all very excited for Santa to come of course of course we're all excited and he's like really excited and like we're just I I mean last year he had just turned four he had like kind of understood about Santa but like was sort of just starting to get it and so this year is our first year of like really the Santa really getting into it yeah that's really cute and you know I'm kind of glad that we didn't have to deal with like the let's go visit Santa at the mall sort of situation Mm -hmm. and I'm also glad that like we hadn't set that as a precedent only to not be able to do it this year. So I feel for you families out there who like that was a big part, has been a big part of your tradition for your kids and you weren't able to do it this year and had to like explain about that. But I also also love that they have been like very clear that like Santa is immune to COVID. We don't have to worry about it. He has the the antibodies, aka Santa bodies. so much. I love it so much. I mean, he's I magic, right? So Santa much. is magic. And he's magic. So we don't have to worry about it. But oh, it's so great. Yeah. We're like this. full swing Santa over here. And so like on Christmas Eve, we're going to like make tons of different types of cookies and do the whole thing. And so that'll be fun. You know, Evie doesn't know any better of uh, any. She doesn't care what know what day it is, but we're still excited for her. We have two Christmas trees, which I also am loving. We have a fake Christmas tree that we've had for a couple years and we've always done fake. And then this year, our au pair was like, have you guys ever gone and cut down your own Christmas tree? And it's something that she really wanted to do because she's from Brazil. Yeah. I love that she's like getting you guys to do oh something. Oh my gosh. Like, That's not big of a deal, but it's such a big deal to her. She's also like obsessed with Christmas lights. Like she's like so disappointed that we didn't go ham on Christmas lights. Like we have like one strain of Christmas lights around our fence and like that's it. Yeah. And she's like, she hasn't been like, I'm disappointed in you, but I can tell. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> she's not mad. She's just disappointed. But so like we got a permit to go cut down a tree. We all drove out and did that. So now we have two Christmas trees, which I'm never going back to only one Christmas tree, even though to be clear, guys, our living room is quite small. But there's two, basically, we literally, not basically, literally just have a Christmas tree on either side of our couch. 
I and our couch it. is only like eight feet long. So it's just so like, your, your living room is one big Christmas tree. Our living room is just nothing but Christmas trees. And it's that so is great. fantastic. And I'm sure the kids love it. It's wonderful. And honestly, I feel like we love it more, even more than they do because they're like, <laughs> yeah. whatever, I don't care. We're like more Christmas in here. Yeah, please. more Christmas. Speaking of multiple trees, we're going to get to some more voice memos you guys sent in. We have so many that we're going to spend the majority of this episode listening to your voice memos. But I just want to call out someone called in and said that her like wish and aspiration is to have like a Christmas tree in every room. Yes, that's a great and I aspiration. I think that's so great. And like to have a huge house. I mean, I guess you could have a Christmas tree. You don't have to have a huge house. But like, you know, those houses that you feel like someone like... Like Mariah Carey's house? Right. Or you... Specifically, have someone hired to yes. put up your Christmas decorations. Oh yeah, I don't know though. I love decorating. So before we get like full on Christmas mode, let's talk about some other exciting things that have happened this week. So right now we're recording, and the sun yes. is setting on the shortest day of the year. Woo-hoo! So goodbye, goodbye, short, short days, days and depression. Welcome to our very very slow and gradual turn back towards the sun. Very excited about that. You don't have like any solstice rituals, do you? I don't. I woke mm. up this morning and I was like, oh, I should get some solstice rituals. And I was like, oh, it's today. Yeah. Okay. Next year I'll have solstice rituals. Yeah. I know. It just sounds so lovely. I had a bunch of friends who used to do it and they'd have like people over for dinner and it was just like a big to do. And that does sound lovely. Everyone's getting up to watch the Christmas moon. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. The alignment of the stars. That'll be really cool. The like star, the Christmas star. And I also am really, I just like feel like when we get to the summer solstice, I always am like, wait a minute, we just got here. Like we can't turn back. But in winter, like the six months between June to December feels so much longer than six months between December to June. 100% agree. So I'm glad that we're turning back towards the sun. The other yeah. really exciting thing about this week was that Brandon got the first dose of the <sighs> Pfizer COVID vaccine. So cool. On... What was it? Like Thursday morning of last Mm -hmm. week. So I posted some updates about his side effects. You know, a lot of people reached out and asked me to share those. And I was very, very happy too because I know this is like a completely new experience and everyone has some, you know, like not confusion, some just questions and fears around it. Um, He had, his arm was sore the first day. So he got it at like nine in the morning and then worked the next two days, like full on, you know, on the floor shifts. So he, his arm was sore the first day. And then the second day in the afternoon, like at around 30 hours post-injection, he had all of a sudden just like got hit with like some body aches and some chills. And he took some Tylenol or ibuprofen and it went away and never came back. Then the next day on day three, he was felt totally fine. So basically he is the type of person who always has side effects, almost always has side effects from the flu shot. I almost never have side effects from the flu shot. And he was like, I'm not trying to have the man flu. I just like, I'm trying to let you know, cause I know you're like updating all your people. Very important distinction. Important disclaimer. Very important disclaimer. So we were really expecting that he would have some side effects because it's really common for him to have side effects, which just like as a note, when you're a healthy person, it's very common and normal to have some side effects like that from any vaccine. So it was like pretty anticlimactic. He gets the second dose in about three weeks. The data that they have show that the second dose tends to have a higher rate of side effects. So we're expecting that that'll happen again. And hopefully he can schedule that vaccine, um, the second dose on a day where he's not working that day or the the next day potentially. So we'll see how that goes. That was really exciting. And like when we found out, I mean, I knew that he was going to be in the first round, but 
when we found out the actual day he was getting it, I was just crying the whole day. Like I really did not expect my, I mean, you guys know I'm not a crier. I really didn't expect myself to have that reaction. And right. I just think I had this, like, I just didn't realize how much I really had been holding on to the like, oh my sure. gosh, I, you know, there were days back in March and April where any day Brandon went to work, I got up in the morning at 5am with him and would just sit in the kitchen with him because I truly thought like this might be the last time I see my husband, you know, like I, we didn't know. And right. that was true for a lot of practitioners out there who got COVID and passed away and you know I just like had this horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach like this you know like what happens if he like we just don't know what happens if he goes to work and gets COVID dies alone <laughs> and that was what so much of my time in the spring was taken up thinking about and then to have this feeling of like wow we've come so far it's like we've been holding our breath for so long yeah and I just didn't realize how much I had been holding my breath and so then when he got the vaccine it was like oh my gosh you know we still have a long way to go and I am fearful that people you know who are already like we see people already who just don't give any right. Fs already. A lot of people. Wait, don't give any Fs about what? COVID. Oh, oh, like the anti-masker people. Right. Who were like, it's my it's my choice whether or not it's my this. choice. Like, it's my choice. I'm an adult. I can make the decision. Like, I'm so happy for you. I just need to say real quick, that is the most selfish thing. So this is not like let me remind everybody, not about you. Not about it's you. Not about you. I bet you think this song is about, is about you. you. Don't. Um, oh, we can't sing songs. I'm cutting that out. Cutting that out. <laughs> Ugh. But I just think that I realized like how much I'd really been holding on to and to have, we have so far still to go. And, you know, this is only going to work if as many people who can get vaccinated, get vaccinated, who can will, but to feel like help is on the way, like yeah. it really felt like that moment, you know, when like the city is burning Ugh. and like the Superman, you know, thing yes, like flies overhead where it's totally. like, okay, the city is still burning. Like things are still going down, but like help is on the way. Help is on the way. So that's been huge. So I'm really, 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 really grateful. How's Brandon feeling? Like not just physically, like, is he just yeah, like, same. super grateful that he goes into work and he's like, I feel protected. Yes. Like, I know that we're PPE, but you know, that's like right. not hundred percent. No, it's not hundred percent. And it's dirty. They are still wearing, they're still reusing masks for days or weeks at a time. And, you know, he, I think for most healthcare practitioners, you know, that I've heard from too, are basically saying like, this is the first moment of hope that I've actually had for this situation this whole time. Like we've just had to put our heads down without any end in sight and without any idea how or when this would resolve. And now for right. the first time, we actually feel like we have something on our side and we actually have hope and we actually right. have like the confidence that this isn't going to be forever and that this isn't just like our lives now. And not only that, I just feel at least from my experience of what I see in the news, of course, they have to report top stories, but we we are not recognizing the amazing work that our healthcare providers are doing day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Like there's people every single day that are exhausted dealing with this in their face, 100%. We, those are the people we should be listening to. A thousand percent. Yes. Like those are the people. I, I don't care if you like walk around and you're like, you're taking away my freedom. I'm like, then go talk to a healthcare worker. Right. Go talk to somebody who has seen this up close. Yes. And until you do that, then you have no right to say that. And I also think, you know, it's like, listen, everyone's had a hard year, some more than others. And I wrote a post about this on my, on my personal Instagram, like, we've forgotten who the enemy is. We're so quick yes, to jump down each other's post. throats yep. that we forget that like the enemy is COVID. The enemy is not each other. The enemy is not totally. like mask regulations or people who don't wear masks even. Although, you know, those people might be aiding and abetting the enemy. The enemy is COVID. And also to an extent, the lack of support that we've gotten from our government to allow people to like safely not work. You know, most other governments around 
around the world have had ways to pay people to stay home. And whether, you know, I'm not saying other countries are perfect, but our country around the world is being looked at as a failure to support our citizens and not just citizens, because I think that, you know, but like all the people who live here, you know, and I think that that's a huge thing that we tend to lose focus on is that, yes, like people are being put into absolutely horrible lose-lose situations. That's not the fault of the people who wear masks any more than it's the fault of the people who don't wear masks. It's the fault of the virus and it's the fault of the people who had the opportunity to help us and didn't in politics and in our government. And, you know, that applies to people on both sides of the political spectrum as well. Like I'm not saying certain people did or did not or could or could not have. Can I ask you a kind of controversial question, but I just want to hear what you would say. What do you, what do you say to the argument when people are like, it's China's fault. (laughs) It's not Trump's fault. I don't it's get China's that. Fault. I don't get it either. It's like, okay, so if, if a volcano happens and like, you know, like something. <laughs> I, what I just don't so get dumb. about that is it's like, what good does it do for you to point your finger at China? What good does it do for... It does nothing. It's like being like, there's a car accident. It's like, right. Like, it's like, it feels like a to- Toyota rear-ends you and you're like, Toyota did this to me. Yeah. So it's Toyota's fault. It's so dumb. It's like... Maybe could they have handled it better in the early days? We, you know, we'll never know. And that's really what it comes down to is it's like, let's focus on the things that like we... Actually, let me put it this way. Most countries in the world were dealt the same hand when it came to the virus showing up at their doorstep. And we can go back and say, well, this never would have happened if XYZ had, you know, had had or hadn't taken place in China. I think the focus is on, okay, how then did your country react to the hand they were dealt? And, you know, that's my opinion. So sure. If I could go back in time and, you know, go seal the borders of China in November 2019, I think we all would go back and do that. But yeah. like, it just to me feels like a fruitless argument. And like, it's fruitless. It's it's that one of those things where like crap happens and you're just going to sit there and focus on crap happening versus how we're all dealing with it. Right. And like what we can do to deal with it and what we could have done to deal with it. And I think yeah. that it just doesn't. I don't know. But I think that that's important that we keep in mind, you know, going into 2021, this isn't over yet. And the enemy is not one another. The enemy is the virus. And we need to do everything we can to combat the virus, not to combat each other. Yes, I love that so much. That's a good reminder for me because another article came up that made me think about that as well. I believe it was New York Times opinion. And it Mm -hmm. said something along the lines of shaming people into like shaming people for their behaviors about the pandemic doesn't change their behavior. No, and right, it's exactly. it's so easy, but it's so easy for us to be like, you want to, I can't right? believe you. How yeah. dare you? I mean, we've said it before on the podcast. Like, I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying it's yeah. so, I need to have that reminder of like, I cannot try to change someone's mind and shaming people for their decisions does absolutely nothing. So that's something I need to work on for sure. And I also think there's a point where it's like, listen, there are clear behaviors that we know that the medical data shows us are making things worse and, you know, that increased transmission. And if we're truly seeing the virus as the enemy, then increasing transmission is only aiding and abetting that enemy. So in my mind, that's part of fighting COVID together is doing everything we can to decrease transmission, like wearing masks, like especially wearing masks indoors, like, you know, doing all those types of things. So I'm not saying like, this is a free pass to everyone to just go out and do whatever they want and be like, you said, don't call people out because the real enemy is COVID. Call people out if they're doing things that you feel, you know, that you know, the data says 
are going to increase that transmission. This isn't a free pass. But at the same time, like I just think we're so quick to jump down each other's throats when we realize like we've all been put into a tough position this year. The one thing that just makes me crazy and, you know, we kind of like got into this on Instagram with some people... (laughs) last week is when people like to me, like what you said earlier, like we should be listening to the healthcare, the healthcare workers. Like I completely agree with that. And the people who are like, well, were they forced to become healthcare workers? It's like, listen up a hole. These people who sign up to be healthcare workers sign up to help people. Yeah. They go into that profession to help people and they didn't quote unquote sign up for a pandemic any more than anyone else did, you know, did were small business owners forced to be small business owners? Were CEOs of huge companies forced to be CEOs of, of huge, huge companies? Like no one in this country is forced to do anything professionally. You know, we could go down the rabbit hole of like what does forced really mean because people, you know, who have fewer options. But healthcare workers did not sign up to put their life on the line because they couldn't be protected from a global pandemic virus. Absolutely, they did not. Absolutely not. You know, that's not an argument that I will ever listen to. And I think it's wildly disrespectful to to insinuate that. Absolutely. So disrespectful. That is kind of like very much where I draw the line of, hey, you know, we're all in this together is it's like, yeah. So anyway, I don't want to get too much on that soapbox, but I am really just to take it all back. I am so grateful that Brandon was able to get the vaccine and I will let you guys know how the second dose goes. Yeah. And also still do what you can because it's not over yet. Do what you can. It's not even close to over. It's so tempting for us to be like, oh my gosh, the, we have the vaccine. I want to go book a trip. I want to like everybody just. Oh, here's another good jets. point. Here's something else. Somebody uh, messaged us in our DMs, and I wa- and I had read this following some comments I made last week about like, oh, I just can't wait to like hug my family or see my family. And they messaged us just to clarify this, and so I wanted to bring it up. And this was someone who is a medical student and who works with you know a lot of infectious disease experts. We don't know for sure that being vaccinated can keep you from asymptomatic transmission. I don't fully understand how those things are different, how having COVID doesn't like, how can you have asymptomatic transmission if you test negative for COVID? I don't know. Don't ask me those questions. I don't understand it. But I do think it's important that we realize that we don't know for sure that just because you're vaccinated against COVID, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't still transmit it. So until as many people as possible can't get it, like we are, these people are putting on bulletproof vests, but they're not necessarily unloading the gun. We don't know for sure. I don't understand the science behind that, but I just wanted to bring that up. Anyway, the other thing, this is completely unrelated. Are you ready for like a massive turn? Right turn. Let's go. I really want to talk about our post about people finishing the sentence, people who have their life together, always blank. So we talked about this on last week's episode and we put it out on Instagram and we got so many ones, so so many good ones. So I want to start with mine. People who have their life together, always blank, always bring, remember their reusable shopping bags. I never do that. Know their rising signs. I feel like people who are like, oh yeah, I'm a like Libra rising Sagittarius moon. I'm like, wow, you know Mm -hmm. stuff about yourself. Wake up early for fun. (laughs) You're describing me. (laughs) You know your rising sign? I don't know my rising side, but I'm like, do you I bring your reusable bags. grocery bags? Oh, you do? Always. Wow, I'm oh, so yeah. proud of you. I keep them in my car. But like, here's the thing. I will put mine in my car. I'll take them to the grocery store. And then I take them and inside to unload my groceries and they never again make it back in my car. Oh, see, I always, always put them back to my car. Yeah, again. no, I never have. Literally never. <laughs> Can maintain a conversational running pace. I think that's a myth. I think a conversational running pace is a myth. I can do that. I can do that. Not right now. I can't. No, it's a myth. (laughs) And then my other one that I just thought the other night was people who return things before the return window closes. Oh, my God. But that, okay, that's different from, I just don't like returning things. I get really 
no, yeah, just people who, who people who <laughs> return things, people who have their life together, return things. Whether uh-huh. it's remembering to do it on time, it's like a cop for me. It's a combination of like organized, not being organized enough to do it on time, but also just not being motivated. So yeah. those are my things. What were oh yours? Mine are. I just think of like Emily from Cupcakes and Cashmere. So I'm going to describe mm-hmm. her. She has like a specific movie night um, where she sits down and like makes her own martinis and makes her own pizza. Uh, so people who make their own beverages, like their own cocktails. Right. So people who make their own cocktails or, or have like cocktail shakers and mixology and all that type of thing. People who decorate really well on their mm-hmm. own. Like you just walk in and they're just like, oh, everything looks so perfect. And you're like, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? Oh, I just found it on. Oh my gosh. I, right? a- I have a friend like that who I'm like, you have like the cute, she has like cute measuring cups. I'm like, who has cute yeah. measuring cups? Right. I just found it at the thrift store and like everything's so well put together. I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, I feel like those people have their life together. Totally. Um, And then I think of Jenna Lyons where she just is so perfectly put together with an outfit every single day of her life and has like pretty plain hair and makeup, but just looks fabulous. Those are the, those are my top totally. Three. There's, there's many more. And when you guys were writing in, I was very much identifying with everything that you said. So let's read some of them. Okay. So Crystal, hi, Crystal, who's been a great listener who's been listening forever. She said, so again, it was fill in the blank. People who have their life together always blank. She said, can gather six plus friends for a girl's trip and look nice at the airport. 1000%. Who are these people with oh these like massive groups of friends who travel together? People who can pack a normal amount of clothing for a trip. Unlike me, this is someone else. Unlike me, who practically packs an extra set of clothes for every day. Totally agree with that. Get up in the morning and go for a run or workout. That's you. <laughs> I like the one that says, doesn't wonder how much market price is on a menu. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, that's yeah. such a good one. Or let's just order whatever. I used to work uh, with a company, a private jet company. And you know they were always like, if they have to ask how much it is, they can't afford it. I want that to be my life. <laughs> yes, I want that to be my life. Always remember to defrost their meat in time to make dinner. <laughs> Fold their laundry the first time it's done drying and don't have to fluff out the wrinkles multiple times. Oh, this one I mm. love. Use, own and use the very specific crockery, like sugar bowls, milk jugs, and butter dishes. Oh, that is a good one. Stay organized by writing in and using a planner. Oh, I always want to buy a planner. I know. I and just I buy the planner. It. I never use it. Uh-uh. Resist the urge to make frivolous purchase purchases. Have to-do lists to manage their to-do lists. Send holiday cards. This one, mm. I like. We normally send a holiday Ugh. card, and I've been so frustrated because I like ordered ours forever ago, and they have been sitting in the Denver Post Office Distribution Center for like a week because oh, the no. the post office is so backed up. Right. Like, I get it. I'm not blaming the the postal service, but I just like I, every day I check it, and it's like still sitting there. I'm like, I could have walked there by now. Remember to take the trash to the curb for pickup. Somebody also said, bring the trash cans back in the same day they get picked up. That's tough. A lot of people said this. Have a clean car. So you guys should know that Joy's car feels like a rental car every time you get in it like it's been like vacuumed recently i try to keep I can't my car stand having a dirty car i can't stand it i try to keep my car like somewhat clean but when you have kids it's just like yeah it's like it's, sn- shoveling it's, during yeah. a snowstorm it's 100 it. but yeah timely eyebrow maintenance that used to be me pre-pandemic yeah do their hair and makeup a lot of people have said that like do their hair yeah. and makeup even when they're not leaving the house for sure i don't i feel like people who have their life together don't feel the need to do their hair and makeup if they're not going to leave the house. Okay. 
I'm more like, if you have your life together, then you don't give two craps about looking good for that's, anyone. That's fair. Yeah. Cause what's, I mean, I get putting, it feels good to put energy into your look, but if you're like just staying at home all day, yeah. I'd get dressed. I'd like shower, get dressed. Yeah. See, I don't care. But I'm not going to like stuff. stay in pajamas. I, yeah. I would stay in pajamas. Meditate. A couple people that's said a, meditate. That's, yeah. That's a big one. People who remember birthdays and take time to send cards and recognize the celebration. Which we could, you know, a little plug for, what is that thing that Sandy always uses? Oh, Pixingo. Pixingo. You can just like put in all your birthdays. Yeah. and all your address books and they'll automatically send it for you when they bring a mug with them in the car and bring it back in the house on the same trip ah, that's funny <laughs> there's a lot of things that are like bringing things back after you do it yeah totally oh my god meal plan and then grocery shop according to that meal plan and then execute said meal plan don't use oh the snooze god. button I don't know anyone who doesn't use a snooze button except for you who you just like wake I up on your own. I just wake up. I haven't set an alarm for probably like the past six years. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, I don't set an so alarm back because I birthed my alarms. <laughs> Keeping emails deleted, neat and organized. Yeah. People who have like folders for their emails and actually sort them. I do that at work. All of them all the time. Not all of them, but I have like important things. Like I mean, definite. like I have like, you know, like I'll have like a, a folder where I keep like travel reservations and stuff, but yeah. I used to work with somebody who categorized every single email she got. And I was like, this would take oh, me no, more time no. than just finding the that's, email. That's a waste of time. Yeah, waste of time. Yeah. A lot of laundry ones, a lot of clean car ones. There's one that made me laugh so hard and I'm trying to find it. I like this one. Wear lipstick to non-casual things or when just out and about. I even have a friend who is an exception and does, but does not have their life together to prove it's an actual rule. Uh, wear matching underwear. I totally agree with that one. Oh, I do too. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. That's commitment. <laughs> That is so much commitment. It's like, you so much planning. Yeah, so much planning. These are just all so funny. Wear statement accessories. Where's the one where she says, I, I, maybe it's not showing up for me, where she says something like, you walk in their house and they're like, oh, it's just messy. And they're like, you know, just kind of like, oh, this whole thing. Oh, their I, house is like immaculate. I don't think I saw that one. But yeah, like oh. when you walk into somebody's house and they're like, sorry for the mess. And you look yeah, around and it's like absolutely totally. glittering. Yeah. Like, what mess? So these were hilarious. I hope that some of you guys, like I kind of liked reading through these because I was like, hey, I do some of these things like maybe I do right. have my life together totally like maybe listeners out there are like oh I do some of that I do have my life together right somebody was like they'd you know wake up early and I was like yes or I said wake up early and someone commented especially to go hiking on the weekends I was like that's the only reason I wake up early and they were like yeah but you have your life together and I was like ha, I, I do, ha. you mean I I'm really nominated oh you know what that, that makes me think too of the assumptions yes. and the projections people make about us yes. I'm like oh it's so funny like if they sat in a room with us they'd probably be like, whoa, I had no idea. <laughs> You're like, I know. Because yes. they just hear us from like the podcast. Even Brandon, sometimes he's like really like Joy, you know, like he'll say something where he like make an assumption about you. And I'm like, no, that's not what Joy is really like. <laughs> you have no idea. You think you know. But you, you think you no know. Idea. You have no idea. Joy just oh. wants to go to bed almost. Almost all the time. Almost all the time. <laughs> She wants to go to her room by herself and watch TV with a dog. Someone just, I read another one, just says, have a nighttime routine in quotes. Like you have a nighttime routine. Yeah. You have a, I think people who have a skincare routine, like I don't have a, I have like skincare products. Oh, Emily from Cupcakes and Cashmere has right? a skin totally. routine. And she gets ready every single day and I'm sure she wears matching underwear. She totally does. <laughs> Oh, these are so good. This just makes us like we're all the same. We're all mm -hmm. just trying to do the best that we can. Oh, this is this is what I wanted to this is I found it. It wasn't about the house, but did you already read this one? I just love how she put it. Wear statement accessories. Yeah. Totally. But then maintain a neat ponytail during a wor workout and in quotes, whip together dinner. <laughs> 
love that. You just whip it together. Just whip it I'm together. just whipping something. It's like a like a full gourmet meal. Right. It's like a tenderloin. I love that one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I wanted to read. It's like a so beef great. Wellington. Yeah, totally. It's like whipped Sandy. together this beef that's Wellington. Like, that's what oh it's my like gosh, going to Sandy's it's house. Totally like what it's like going to Sandy's house. She's like, I just whipped together these lobster tails, and you're like, what? Totally. <laughs> 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 these lobster and tails like and this the like, most amazing yeah, meal you've ever had. She's like, I just whipped it up. Ravioli. I know. It's like a four course meal. It's so great. Oh, it's so great. Okay. So let's move on to some voice memos that were equally fantastic. I just wanted to play all of them. So we're going to try to get to every single one. This first one is from Jay. Hi, Joy. Hi, Claire. This is Jay. So one of the things that we started doing uh, when we started having kids is uh, we started doing family photos and we started doing Christmas cards and sending them out to our friends and family. And this year was actually really cool for us because we just moved to Corpus Christi and it's just one long beach. And so we got to take pictures along the water and my kids enjoyed it and it was awesome. One of the other things that is more a tradition for myself is that I enjoy watching Home Alone 1 and 2, whether it's Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, December 1st, all the way every day for the entire month of December. One of the traditions that we aspire to is to always start Christmas Day at our house. Uh, So actually, I believe last year we got uh, matching Christmas pajamas. And so now we start Christmas Day at our house and we all wear matching pajamas and take pictures, videos and do the whole nine yards um, all Christmas Day. But that's one of the things that we wanted to start with our kids being little. So, but anyway, love the podcast. Been a long time fan. Um, and Merry Christmas to you both. Thank you, Jay. Okay, Jay is my dream Christmas family. I'm sorry. Did he say he watches Home Alone every day? Oh, no, no. He's every year he watches Home Alone one and two, but it, it doesn't matter the day. Oh. It's, like, it's either December. I think that's how I'm reading it or understanding it, where he's like, it doesn't matter, like December 1st, it doesn't matter. Does it, I, like, watch well, it throughout at one the day, point, throughout throughout the month. Got at one it. point, yes. I thought he meant like he December. watches, like, well, that is a lot of Macaulay Culkin. It's a lot of Home Alone time. But I love Home Alone. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Such, We're going to so show Miles it the first for the first it's time this year. So good. Ugh. I also love that we can, like, just create our own traditions. Like, you know, I want to be the type of family that has met. I mean, I don't, but. People out there want to have matching pajamas. Just like Ugh. go for it. Buy those go freaking matching pajamas. Love it. Somebody sent us a picture and they were like, this is my family with our dog in matching pajamas. And, the and their dog, dog looked so mad, which made it so much better. The dog was like a small dog who was just looking at them like, why are you doing this oh, to me? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. This next one is from Riley. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Riley again. So my Christmas Eve tradition that my family has is um, my great-grandfather built a small chapel on my, and it um, sits on my parents' land. And so every Christmas Eve, my mom hosts a very small um, ceremony, and the whole town is invited, but really it's just close family and friends. And this is a very small chapel. It has um, seats for the 12 disciples. So you can imagine um, all our close family and friends squeezing into this little chapel. I usually bring my dog. There's usually one or two dogs and kids, babies. And I have four sisters. So usually at least two of the four are having some kind of altercation with one another and it's just a lot of good memories about you know fighting with your sister but then you have to sit next to her and um, we're not all super religious but it brings us all together and makes us laugh and it's just a really nice tradition that I look forward to. Thank you Riley. I love looking back at times where you're like oh my gosh we fought like cats and dogs but yes you look back on it with such fondness. I know it's so funny I feel like I love that that 
like that just sounds like the cutest like great grandfather chapel like for the 12 disciples little seats for the 12 disciples little seats that just sounds great i love that so much but i laughed a lot when she said that her she has four sisters and they're always fighting okay uh this one is from heidi hi joy and claire longtime listener first time caller i just wanted to share something um in response to your question last week about christmas traditions so we're not big on christmas traditions in our family we don't typically give too many gifts or anything like that but we did start this tradition a few years ago and we really love it so while no one in our family is icelandic we did adopt one of their traditions that uh i can't pronounce the actual name of it but it does translate to christmas book flood in english and basically on christmas eve we gift everybody a book and we spend the evening drinking hot chocolate and reading our books and we really love it because it makes the whole gift giving thing a lot less stressful and it gets us some quality time like away from the electronics it's nice and peaceful just good time with our family and we have two teenagers and a toddler so it can get a little bit crazy in our house but we really love it and i definitely recommend other people give it a shot and see if it sticks anyway that's all thank you so much for putting out such a great podcast every week thank you so much that's so that sounds so lovely that sounds very lovely that sounds like something oprah would do (laughs) people who have their lives together read books together on christmas eve All, yeah, and <laughs> Oprah has a farm. She also has her life together. Okay. Yeah, Oprah, we can't even. People who have a farm has their life together. <laughs> this is from Desi. Hi, girls. This is Desi from DC. I just wanted to say a quick hi. It's been a long time. With regards to the things that we do for the winter solstice, for me, I guess it's Christmas. So I'm Puerto Rican. I did not marry somebody who's Puerto Rican. My husband's from Nebraska. And it's really important for me to carry on our Puerto Rican traditions. What we've done is every, for Christmas every year, I cook a traditional Puerto Rican meal. Like I pull out all the stuff and it's pretty time consuming. And I've already started cooking for next week, if that tells you anything. But the big thing is that it's what we do every year. And our son, and if we have another kid, well, that's what they're gonna grow up with every year. They're gonna know Noche Buena is when we eat our big Christmas meal that it takes days to prepare and that we celebrate three King's Days on January 6th. All right. Bye, girls. Love it. Oh, my gosh. I want to eat a traditional Puerto Rican meal that takes a week to cook. I also feel like Nebraska might be the polar opposite of Puerto Rico. (laughs) Yeah. Like really, really polar opposite. Okay. This is from Tiana. Enjoy the holiday season. Bye. 
I that just totally <laughs> reminded me of I love the gift exchange. That reminded me we used to have a white elephant gift at Mm-hmm. at Christmas with my office, with my team. And it was so much fun. We would have so much fun where you just keep exchanging presents until you, you, know, yes. you have to swap with the one that you like and then you get stuck with the... Uh, it's so fun. It just makes us laugh. I love... I miss that. I'm going to miss that this year. Last year, we did a white elephant with my office and everyone else brought like, not like really amazing stuff, but like pretty cool stuff. And I didn't know that it was like kind of a gag gift, but kind of not gag gift. So yeah. I brought a cup of frozen yogurt and Everyone was like, is that someone's frozen yogurt? And I was like, no, that's part of the gift exchange. (laughs) Nobody else. People didn't think it was funny. They were like, Claire, that's that's not okay. I was like, okay, guys, next year I'll bring like quirky wine glasses. No one told Uh, me. You did bring a cup of yogurt? I like it. I like it. frozen yogurt. Next one is from Angela. Hi, Joy and Claire. My name is Angela and I live in Boise, Idaho. I love your podcasts and have listened since Girls Gone Wad days. Our family holiday tradition is to make these giant... Swedish dumplings that my late grandma called Dunkies, which may or may not be the actual Swedish name or something that her or her family just made up. We're still unsure. Anyway, they're essentially boiled potato dumplings the size of softballs with about a tablespoon of salted pork in the center. We serve them with gravy and butter, um, and they're just really the epitome of something that you'd think of Um, your ancestors eating during the middle of a cold, hard winter. You know, they're just potatoes, mostly potatoes, and a tiny little bit of meat. They take all day to make, and it takes all hands on deck to get them prepared. And they leave everything they come in contact with in the kitchen with this kind of starchy residue. And cleanup takes forever, but they are our Christmas Eve tradition. My mom, my brother, and I all think they're delicious. I mean, they're covered in gravy, what's not to like. Um, But this may or may not be genetically predisposed in us because anyone that marries into our family tolerates the dinkies but doesn't truly love them and appreciate them the way we do but anyway they are a tradition in our family and we'll continue to make them and enjoy them and think about our grandma as we do so so thank you guys for having such a great podcast i hope you both have a happy and healthy holiday season that's, That's so, so cute. I love that she like really goes into the detail about how this is like so kind great. of a pain in the butt to do, but they do it I anyway know. and they love it, even though objectively speaking, they may not be that good based mm-hmm. on what everyone else has mm-hmm. to say. But that yeah. totally sounds like, it just sounds like it would really stick to your ribs, like a giant wad of potato oh, dumpling. for sure. Yeah, like that would, that would last you for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, our favorite Mira is back. Let's hear from Mira. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Mira. Just wanted to share a Christmas Eve tradition from my family. Whenever we were in town for Christmas Eve, we would go to our church for a Christmas Eve service. And at the end of the service, almost every single year, we would sing Silent Night and everyone would get a candle and everyone would light their candle one by one off of each other's candles. And it was awesome because by the end of the song, everyone's candles would be lit, the lights would be turned off, and if you looked around the room, it was just a sea of candlelight. It was so magical and it always will be a cherished memory um, and tradition from Christmas Eve. That sounds amazing. Oh, that, that does sound so magical. Beautiful. I feel like I've done that at some point in church where yeah. you just start with one candle and then it kind of spreads and it's just the coolest thing ever. 
All right, let's read one from Jessica. She wrote in and said, uh, so for the question this week, something my partner and I have always done is celebrate the solstices. Over the last few years, we've made a point of watching the sunrise sunset and we go for a sunrise sunset swim. For the winter solstice, Yule, this is often in the snow. Attached picture. <laughs> she attached a picture from a previous winter swim. Um, we've always wanted to do more for the pagan holidays. And this year, partly inspired by the podcast episode with Casper from The Power of Ritual, we've really leaned into them, which has been great, especially as there's a holiday every eight weeks-ish. It's been a great opportunity to create our own non-theistic traditions and take away a positive from 2020. Thank you and happy Yule. Merry Christmas. The swim that she's in looks so cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, a Go, couple Jessica. people said that they do that. Like Sandy, I think also said that she does a swim on Irish, the Irish New Year, which is Halloween or the Celtic New Year, which I applaud you guys for being able to do that. I guess also like I was talking to Brandon about this the other day because we have, you know, we went and cut down this tree and our Colorado tree that we cut down, it's not shedding its pine needles like really at all. And everyone always says like, oh, you know, real trees shed so much. I don't want to get one. And we were kind of reflecting on the fact that like the Colorado pine trees are kind of used to drought. And so maybe this tree is like actually doing kind of fine right now because it's used to drought. Like, woohoo. And we were talking about like live how I've, I've only ever lived somewhere because I've only ever lived here where like we don't have really big trees and we don't have just like bodies of water all over the place where you could just like go hop in a pond. Yep. And so, you know, I think it would be fun to do something like that. But like, I'm like, oh, I'm, where am I going to go? Like the Boulder Reservoir? Like there's not a lot of options right, in right. Boulder County for just like a, a, a casual open water swim in yeah. the middle of the winter. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? Okay, let's do one more. I want to say thank you to everyone who submitted your voice memos and emails. There were so many. And I wish we could have two hours to get through all of them. But I just want to say thank you to everyone for just sharing, sending your life with us. I've, mm -hmm. I just feel so grateful. So here we go. This is Natalie. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Natalie from Riverside, Washington. And I wanted to tell you of our holiday traditions. So on Christmas Day, we wake up and we have breakfast sandwiches made on English muffins. Um, it's very specific. It's something my mom always used to do for us. And so we always do that. And then um, we eat Christmas cookies that we have made the night before. So it's a morning of opening presents with our breakfast sandwiches and sugar cookies and chocolate chip cookies, which is just so fun because what else do you eat cookies in the morning? My other tradition that we do is for winter solstice. I do a meditation uh, with a group of people who I love and we reflect on the year that we had and we set our intentions and our goals for the year in advance. And then every year, um, right before our solstice gathering, we get our, our last year's intentions mailed to us so that we can reflect and see how it went. Those are my two things I wanted to share. Hope you guys have a great winter. Thank you, Natalie. That is one of my favorite things to, to think about, but I never do is that whole thing of like mailing yourself something totally later. Mm -hmm. That sounds so cool. Thank you guys again for all of your great Christmas traditions, winter traditions, holiday traditions. Very, very special. And some, maybe some of you have some ideas of what you can start doing. 
for yourself. Totally. Make your own little traditions. So what do you think about the question for our last episode of 2020, Claire? I feel a lot of pressure to just like go out with a bang. Our final voice memo question for 2020 is what are you looking forward to most about 2021? It could be a resolution. It could be a word for the year, which is something we've done a lot in the past. Mm -hmm. It could be a goal that you have. It could be just like an amalgamous feeling of positivity surrounding any idea. Just like when you think of what you're excited about for 2021, what is it? Share it with us in a voice memo emailed to thisisjoanclaire at gmail.com or you can use the Google voicemail thingy on our Instagram at joanclaire underscore. Go to the contact button and it'll take you to a voicemail box where you can leave a message. What are you looking forward to about 2021? Is it a resolution? Is it a goal? Is it just anything? We want to hear about it. And next week we will be talking about finally kind of like reflecting on 2020 and talking about 2021, looking forward for the first time. I feel like we've, you know, it feels like we can actually look forward. Mm -hmm. I'm not even planning on recapping what our words were for 2020 because I don't remember them because they stopped mattering as soon as the pandemic started. But I am excited about 2021 and I am looking forward to hearing about what you guys are excited about. And I'm also really looking forward, honestly, guys, to hearing the different because I know there's going to be like a really wide range of how specific people are going to sort of feel like they want to get about setting a goal or an intention or whatever for a year that still has a lot of unknowns. And that like this time next year, still this time last year, we didn't know how different this year was going to look. But we do know that this upcoming year is going to probably have a lot of unknowns and probably we're all going to have to be really flexible again. You know, I'll just be kind of really curious to hear how everyone approaches that differently when they are looking forward. So it's very exciting. Very exciting. The end of 2020 feels big. It does feel big. And I'm really ready to see it go. Great. Sayonara. So happy Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. Happy. Congratulations. I don't know. Christmas. Congratulations. You made it. (laughs) Congratulations. You made it to Christmas Eve. If you celebrate Christmas, then Merry Christmas Eve. If you celebrate something else, happy something else to you. Happy Festivus to the rest of us. Happy holidays. We're so glad that you are here. Whether Whatever you celebrate, we hope that you go eat some cookies. Because that's what I'm going to do on Christmas Eve. All right. Cheers. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.